Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Could Colin Kaepernick be on his way back to the National Football League? We're doing this again. Earlier today, the big news in the NFL, the Dolphins traded Ryan Tannehill to the Tennessee Titans. The Dolphins, who reached up to get him years ago in the draft, I remember saying, this is not going to work. And it just took seven years for the Dolphins to realize, oh, you know, it's not working. Well, the former wide receiver had a pretty good run there. They got a playoff appearance in. So he will now back up Marcus Mariota in Tennessee, replacing Blaine Gabbert. Look, Tannehill is a good backup. He was potentially ticketed for the Jets. You know, Adam Gase liked him when he was the head coach in Miami. You thought they could have a reunion in New York now. That is not happening. But Tannehill is a good backup. He's a guy that's got to come in and play a week or two. There's not many guys better than that. So it's a very good move for Tennessee. But this leaves the Miami Dolphins with the only quarterbacks on their roster are Luke Falk, and Jake Rudock. 
Jake no, Rudock. Jake Rudock was you got a pretty special good at Michigan, place in man. Your heart. I, th- I thought Jake Rudock would be one of those guys that came into the NFL, is going to surprise you and wind up playing really well. Uh, it hasn't happened for him. But those are the only two quarterbacks they have in their roster. So you know they are in line looking for a quarterback. Could they reach out to Colin Kaepernick? Jason Lock and Fora. CBS NFL Insider said on Twitter earlier today that after the Tannehill move happened and the trade was consummated to the Tennessee Titans, he said he's reached out to people who are close with Colin Kaepernick that said absolutely he is interested in playing and has been working out something interesting to follow along with. That was from earlier today. Colin Kaepernick could be on his way back to the NFL. No, I say could be because potentially he's linked to another opening, this time with the Miami Dolphins, a team who very famously passed on him to sign Jay Cutler a year ago. Uh, and, you know, Miami's been long rumored the place, oh, it's, that's where Kaepernick could go. Now, there's been no reaching out from the Dolphins to Kaepernick at this point. Uh, it's just, hey, yes, I'm working out and getting in shape. But even in this story... I, I see exactly what Kaepernick needs to do that he has not done. And that's the deal here, is that he's got to let everybody know, I'm ready to play. Even Jason Lock and Forrest's story is someone close to Colin Kaepernick, which is all we've gotten right. for the past three years from him, is a source is close. Of course he's ready. And I see people in the media defending Cap. Of course he wants to play. I know because I talked to somebody who talked to somebody. Talked, this not you got to realize you're just defending somebody. You shouldn't have to defend a guy's will and 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 desire to play in the NFL. I mean, we don't do that for Johnny Manziel. We don't do that for anybody. Because if you want to play in the NFL, you will do whatever it takes to make sure you get back in the National Football League. Is Kaepernick doing everything? You can? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, oh, I'm working out. I'm hopeful. I'm this. You have to let people know. He has not done interviews. He's not done. Look, I feel like a broken record with Kaepernick, but this, is, this plays into where he's at. He's never done anything to make the general public or NFL teams comfortable with he wants to come back and wants to get a job. He's never done that. He could have done it. He could have made things so much easier for himself. One interview with NFL Network, one interview with ESPN, one interview with Fox, one interview anywhere and saying, I want to play, I'm doing this, I'm this, I'm this, and then it's okay he wants to play, but we have not gotten it. We've not. He's been largely silent. He's been largely absent from any kind of public platform for the past couple of years. So if he wants to get back, I want want to give him advice. He wants to get back in the game. You got to show us that you want to come back and you got to show teams you want to come back. He's showing the stuff, uh, community work on on Twitter and social media, and that's great. And he's, it's always, he has stayed in shape. Okay, so he's a guy in his late 20s who likes to stay in shape. That's, that's good. But all the arguments have always been, well, this guy hasn't taken a, a regular season snap. He hasn't started a game for how long? Well, that's where you're at with Colin Kaepernick. That's the guy you want to make your f- franchise quarterback, which is essentially what you'd be doing by bringing him in. Mm-hmm. You're essentially committing to that. Yeah. And from everything we've heard from the the Dolphins and, and seen in action this last However many months, just take it in terms of shuffling their personnel, decision makers. You bring in Reggie McKenzie after he finally gets away from Oakland. You bring in Jim Caldwell. You hire Brian Flores. The idea is that you're setting things up to go draft Tua. 
next week, mm-hmm. next next season. We're going to lose somebody every else. single game. So you're setting yourself yeah. up to be terrible. The NFL may not like it. <laughs> the optics are bad because if we play the who plays for the Dolphins game, oh, it's going to be a, the average yeah, fan. It would be tough to name five players on the Dolphins. Right, we went through Stills and Dwayne Allen. Sure. Uh, you still have, you have the Drake. Ballage you and love the Drake. The Drake. You lo- and the Drake who the you Drake. love or, or don't love. You got Kiko Alonso who just likes to wants to look pretty. We're not wearing hip pads and, and Damn, rip Marino. Don't, don't, forget Marino. don't forget Marino's Finkel. good. Finkel. Einhorn. Einhorn but, and Finkel. But the Einhorn I, I, is Finkel. Oh, Finkel's you just Einhorn. blew my mind. The idea being at this point, he hasn't played since 2016. Einhorn's a man. Whoa, breaking news. Einhorn's a man. Whoa. Shock and awe right there. Whoa. Uh, you learn things on a Friday night. But yeah, so if he, if he wants to take a shot and they want to go down this road, have at it. But it just seems there's no push from the Miami side except to purge at the position. Oh, this and is yeah, set the, up. The, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Up going I, I don't think they're looking to try to win at all because you really you you decided to part ways with Tannehill, not knowing what you're going to get in the draft. Now, obviously, they're probably going to go out and get a quarterback, but they draft 13th. They got to move up. You know, they got to move up if they want to. And are they going to move up with the Jets? Jets aren't going to trade with the Dolphins. You know, they got. Right. No. They're, they're not going to sit here and say we're going to get Drew Lock at 13. Because I, by the time it's all said and done, all the quarterbacks will go in the top eight. You know, it, it, it's Kyler Murray's going to go number one when it comes down to it. Drew Locke will go high. Haskins will wind up going high. You're not getting your quarterback at number 13. So you'll have to move up to get him. Are you doing that this year or are you waiting till next year to say, okay, when Tua comes out, this is what we're going to do and we're going to tank and we're going to finish last and we're going to go get that guy. That's really what you're doing. If, if you're the Dolphins, that's their plan. Colin Kaepernick could win games for I mean, the guy's been out of the league for two and a half years, but certainly he's better than any quarterback on the roster now. I mean, this is, I mean, that's really what it's at. So if you, if you're thinking the Dolphins are going to reach out, you got to realize this is the Dolphins plan. They are in, they are in, not only have they punted on, you know, this season, they've punted all the way until the draft next year. That's where they are. Right. And they're not exactly sitting on a ton of draft picks in, in this draft either. I mean, it's just one per round and then an extra, at, at least from the last list that I was looking at this afternoon, one extra pick in round seven. That's mm-hmm. that's not getting it done to put you in any position of power to trade up unless you're willing to just forego this draft. And really, from the quarterback position as, as we go through it, you got a number of project guys, right? Even my guy Clayton Thorson coming out of Northwestern had a big attendance at Pro Day and, and acquitted himself nicely as long as his knee checks out. But those are guys on day three that you go and you take your shot with, and maybe they become developmental guys that are there two, three years down the road. They're not necessarily franchise guys out the gate, uh, as you're looking for. And for Miami, you're chasing in the division. you got a couple of decent skill position players like we laid out, but you don't have any game breakers. You're not pushing to where you're anything but trailing in that division. right? You're fighting the Bills for relevancy. Mm-hmm. At this point, so the the Colin Kaepernick angle, it's the inevitable. All right, here's something again, and I'd be curious to see how it would play out. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of football. And when we saw Colin Kaepernick, there were a lot of things to like. There were some things in the game that didn't translate, that didn't accelerate. And then he's out of the league these last couple of years, and you keep waiting for that push back. And part of it is for him to push back. Now that the collusion case is settled, here's your opportunity to be vocal about getting back in. And then, as we've talked about on air, our colleagues here and over at FS1, the brand of Colin Kaepernick and what the movement and what he's meant outside of football may preclude him from deciding to put shoulder pads back on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something... I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kareem Hunt today... Brown's running back got an eight-game suspension stemming from his domestic violence incident from a few months ago. He was let go by the Chiefs following the uh, publication, I would say, of the videos surrounding what happened to him uh, outside uh, an apartment last year. And after a while, when the dust settled... The Browns decided we're going to do all kinds of research on him, which didn't involve talking to the victim, and we're going to sign him. But the Browns now will be without him for the first eight games of the season. He is not fighting it. He will miss those games, and he put out a statement again today apologizing to everyone for his actions. And no appeal. And no, no appeal. Right? That not was part of the, the process. No appeal. So he gets eight games. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott got six. No video. He's getting eight games. I mean, this is this is what the NFL does. And for Kareem Hunt, this is what was expected. About six to eight games, this is what is acceptable. There's not been an outcry that it's been too little. There's not been an outcry that it's too much. So the NFL has kind of settled into, okay, domestic violence, eight games, that's kind of the thing. And that's where we go, and that's how we settle it. So that at least is a good thing. You have some kind of guideline that if you get in trouble for a domestic violence incident, you're looking at six to eight games, and that's the beginning of it. But the big issue, the bigger issue, is this: is that these stories just keep happening. I mean, the fact that you now have to have a consistent punishment for domestic violence. I mean that that's that should be the warning signs going off for the NFL that okay this is something that really is has run rampant because they're not stopping they're not slowing down you know and and and, and I don't know how many we've not seen because there's no video well but that goes back to even before we we had Roger Goodell when you're talking about the Tagliabue years of they didn't get into any of this so how much was just in the local press or never made it to local press because you would be pre-internet you were able to suppress a lot of things and keep things in house to where this never got out and so yes it you've, you've got a number of these incidents that are alarming for the league and certainly the players in and the guys that go out and do community work and are, are you know by all accounts good guys they have to answer for the 3%, 2%, whatever that percentage is that are making all the headlines. And that, that's what gets on the local news and the evening news nationally as opposed to the rest. 
the two things I'd like to see, because I want at least little victories when something like this happens and, and a guy like Kareem Hunt can come back to play, is number one, I, I don't want the team to lie to me and say we've done extensive interviews when we haven't. When it's, we, we knew at the time the Browns didn't, they didn't talk to the victim, they decided we're going to talk to people that he knew. Oh, that's great, yeah. People that knew him before he did this. Oh, so we're, we're happy. All that was was just, we just want to have plausible deniability so we can say, oh, we talked to people that said he was a great guy. We're going to ignore what he did, but we're, he said he was a great guy so outside of this you know he's a great guy the other thing is this kareem hunt put out an apology again today said i want to again apologize for my actions last year i know that my behavior hurt a lot of people i again apologize to them and he went on to talk about the league and their decisions how about you apologize to the victim i mean is that too much because he didn't apologize the first time around how about you at least apologize and then say, wait, he's just apologizing because I've lost games in my career and I got caught and I want to keep playing and I understand that I can't keep doing this. I want to keep playing in the National Football League. I mean, it's like it's not even human when he, when he can't even get an apology to a woman. Well, but that's the question, though. Is that taken care of in, under separate cover? And this is related it's directly. Just an apology. But is it? To, did they decide he and his agent and everybody else to just frame it in the NFL and their policies and procedures? It's, I, 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 I want so little, and we can't even get this. I just like that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I submit to you this idea... That I actually had a few years ago that is more relevant now than ever because picking bubble teams is getting increasingly difficult as as new formulas have been thrown out there year after year to try to figure things out. And, you know, now we're going to have the new rankings coming out uh, or the, the new way, the new wave of figuring out how the teams are going to be put into the NCAA tournament. So let me throw this at you. Since every year the selection committee relies on different things, whether it's strength of schedule, whether it is wins on the road, whether it is quadrant one wins, whatever it is, there's always a different thing. Let me try to thin the herd for you with something called bubbletology. Okay. Bubble now, think about this for a second. Think about this. Is this like bubble tea? Being, it, bubble tea. No. Yeah, bubble tea. It's bubble it's, tea. It's, it's an Asian what delicacy. It's like sweet really? tea, and it's got like yeah, these, bubbles these, in it. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I can get anything with bubbles in it. Hold on, that's not a special thing. Did someone just find a way to monetize a drink with bubbles in it? No, it no, no, boba. no, 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 no. But boba. boba. Yeah, yeah, like boba, the, the boba, oh, boba. Yeah, it's boba. Yeah, yeah that, that's no, not bubble. this is bubbles. That's boba. No, but that's bus. but it's that's one of the leading no. brands, fake news. and purveyors so of, wait, the, of the bubble tea. So is, the <laughs> boba makes the bubble tea. Bubble all. That's stupid. Really? We're boba bubble bubble tea. Bubble bubble boba tea. It's a lot of bees. So you do the boba? Yes, but you're bubble tea. Yes. I don't understand. But we're both. That makes no sense. That's dumb. They should make. They can't can't name your name your your product. Okay, there's a lot of anger. If you're boba and you're but no, it just makes sense. Boba and bubbles. All right, here's a perfect example. Milk and fruit bubble teas. Bubbleology. Okay, but you just but boba. The fact you have boba and bubbles. That's that's too that's too. Boba's delicious though. Yeah, the right. I'm kind of hit and miss with boba. Clearly, kind of you don't have a good store. I, I, yeah, hey, 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 leave the fat man Come alone. Come to my shop. <laughs> TJ, you want to be digested in the Sarlacc's belly for a thousand years. 
Uh, but TJ. <laughs> but bubbletology is this. Think about if the year for the NCAA tournament went like this. Before we get to conference championship week, the NCAA announces on the Monday of college championship week, these 50 teams are in the NCAA tournament, or whatever it is. These 34 teams are in. These teams are in, and that's what you have. Okay, great, right? Okay, sure. You have the teams that are definitely in. And every conference you see has whatever number of teams come in. And there's usually one or two teams that have work to do, right, that can get in. Sure. So you say, all right, here we have this. We have 40 teams, 45 teams, whatever it is. These teams are in the NCAA tournament. It's a big day because teams get to find out who's in the NCAA tournament. Now, the rest of this, we have teams that are up for grabs for the last 20-some-odd spots. This is where bubbletology comes in. Because all these bubble teams that have work to do to get in, and maybe in the end it's really more like 15 teams than it is more like... So it's like you can name probably the first 50 teams in the NCAA tournament. Bubbletology is this. You want to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. By the end of the weekend, you need to have... 20 wins overall, be 500 in your conference, and have at least one quarterfinal win during your conference tournament. That's you got to have. If you're a bubble team and you don't know, can you get in, can you not get in, you got to have those three things and you are eligible for the NCAA tournament. And that works because really, if you're a bubble team and you're a true bubble team and you lose your first game in your conference tournament, boy, you're probably not getting in. If you don't get to 20 wins, it's hard. Not many teams that don't get to 20 get in the tournament. If you're not 500 in conference, it's tough to let a team under 500 get in the tournament. But because there are teams there that you can make arguments for, you can thin out about half the bubble teams with that. Hey, they didn't They didn't have 20 wins, didn't have a win in their conference tournament, weren't 500 when it was all said and done. So, nope, can't make the NCAAs. No, and that's been the the fun part of this season. As we talk with Howie Schwab, bracketologist over at FS1 and for Fox Sports a little bit earlier in the show, that you've got a lot of those Power 5 teams. You've got the Indianas of trying to figure out what part of their schedule matters most. And, and do some of those quality wins take up for the fact that they're 17 and 15 overall? Or does that categorically just rule them out from an optics. We've had precedents. You've had a couple of teams get in with that type of resume these last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it becomes the, all right, let's put out clearly what our points of emphasis are and roll from there. But your 20-win line might really really thin this out quickly. Might not be a lot of argument left, Jason. So, I mean, you may have to to back that off. And and it seems pretty arbitrary since that, you know, it happens to be the number of wins your team has. You know, but that's (laughs) that's always been the thing. Look, when I debuted Bubbletology, you know, back when I was doing All Night, it worked. And and then... Was Syracuse at 20 wins that year? uh, You know, there was a year Syracuse was at 20 wins and was over 500 in uh, in the Big East and they didn't make the tournament. And it was like, are you kidding? And they make the tournament. According to Bubbletology. Bubbletology. does not roll off the tongue. Bubbletology is something that clearly can thin the group of teams out. Because, look, and I mean, you have pageantry with college basketball where you are able to celebrate the day that these teams get in on Monday. And then on Sunday... The other bubble teams get in. Everybody is happy. Everybody is celebratory. And you find out where you're playing and who you're playing and what region you're in. The, the, the excitement level is still there. 
It's still there for you. It's just, we, you know the teams that are in. You know Duke is in. You know Carolina is. You know all these teams are in. You're still playing the tournament. still doing all kinds of this. But those bubble teams, you're like, all right, well, let's let's see if they can find their way in. And you fit. Hey, we're good. We're eligible. And the good thing about being eligible is that, hey, if you're eligible, it, say there's 25 teams that were bubble eligible, that were on the bubble, and you, you knock off 10 of those, you're like, hey, we're still saying we got a great chance of getting in. We don't have to worry about, well, is our resume going to stack? up against the resume of another team that's you know 19 and 14 but they were pretty good down the stretch because they won nine out of ten whatever it was you have to wouldn't have to worry about that as much what is really good also about this week and and this type of analysis as you break it down you're recognizing that a lot of other teams played basketball that had no ties directly to zion williamson Mm, that's true. There was a lot of yeah. basketball played across this great land these last four months. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. We got more big college basketball, more NFL coming up in ninety seconds. But first, it is down to the final twelve point four seconds between Duke and North Carolina. Frank Howard has just tripped Zion Williamson again. He has come out of the stands and done it in street clothes. That's straight WWE. But Steve DeSager has what's trending right now. SD. You know, Zion was grabbing his back. I mean, it was just some invisible trip and fall (laughs) that we didn't see. This is the ACC tournament semifinals. Zion's putback gave Duke the lead. North Carolina has just missed a couple of shots at the buzzer. Duke wins 74-73. Zion Williamson spectacular again tonight with 31 points, 11 rebounds. Fifth-ranked Duke against 12th-ranked Florida State in the ACC final in Charlotte tomorrow. Florida State upset number two Virginia, 69 to 59. In the Big 12 semis, about three and a half minutes to go for 17th-ranked Kansas. Now up 81-64 against West Virginia, ready to play Iowa State in the Big 12 final in Kansas City tomorrow. The Cyclones upset number 15 Kansas State, 63 to 59. The Big East semis are on FS1 right now, eight and a half minutes to go. Marquette ranked 23rd in the country leads 60 to 56 over Seton Hall again eight and a half minutes left earlier 25th ranked Villanova won in overtime in its semi against Xavier 71-67 San Diego State with the upset win in a Mountain West semi over 14th ranked Nevada 65-56 Washington first place in the Pac-12 won its semifinal 66-61 against Colorado 18th ranked Buffalo won its semifinal in the MAC 85-81 against Central Michigan quarterfinal wins in the SEC for Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, and the Florida Gators, who got a last-second three-pointer to upset ninth-ranked LSU, 76-73. Quarterfinal wins in the Big Ten for Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota, which upset 13th-ranked Purdue, 75-73. In the NBA, just one game still going. Final seconds before halftime. The Bulls are leading the Clippers in L.A., 61-57. Bulls come in with a record of 19-50. The Lakers' record now 31-38 after losing at Detroit, 111-97. LeBron James was out for rest. Chris Paul of Houston was out for rest. Houston beat Phoenix, 108-102. James Harden, 41 points, 11 assists. And the Spurs won their seventh straight, 109-83 over New York, which has lost eight straight. We'll be back to the show in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Austin Dillon earned the NASCAR poll for Sunday's race in Southern California on Fox TV, Sunday, 3.30 Eastern. FS1 will carry tomorrow's Xfinity race, 5 p.m. Eastern. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, back to you. Thank you, SD. So as Steve DeSager just told you, North Carolina had a couple of chances in the final seconds. They missed a three. They missed a putback. They didn't really miss. It was it was kind of a wild shot that missed. They had a chance at a putback that didn't go. And Duke beats North Carolina 74-73. They will play Florida State and Alex Hornibrook for the well, well, play Florida State for the chance to win the ACC, the championship, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow you have a three and a four seed uh, playing for the ACC championship. And when you look at this game tonight, and I'm going to make a – I mean, I'm, I'm going to say something that Are you going hot easy. take, Harry? No, no, it seems easy, but uh, but it's it's really something when you think about it. Zion Williamson tonight again was huge. All right, remember, the guy hadn't played in five games. He was perfect last night, 13 out of 13 from the floor. He scored 29 points against Syracuse. Tonight, 31 points and 11 rebounds. He also hit a couple of threes. He had a couple of steals. That turned into breakaway dunks. And forget about for a second, oh, if Zion Williamson plays like this, they'll win it all. Because clearly this game could have gone either way. You're playing good. You know, Duke, you know, could have lost this game. Well, RJ Barrett missed two yeah. free throws with 13 seconds left to yeah. leave it in doubt. I mean, the, the thing about the thing about Duke is when, when you get down to the final four and you're playing against a team, you, th- this is where Duke is going to wind up being, you know, could be a little vulnerable. But is there any bracket? Now that Zion Williamson is back, they're likely going to be a number one seed because I'm sure the committee is going to say, "Well, let's not, you know, without Zion and and the, you know that the one lost to Gonzaga, but here they are." And now, is there anybody that does a bracket seriously that's not doing it as a joke, like, "Well, I'm just picking the places I'd rather live," or I'm picking the by colors? No, when you're filling out a bracket seriously, is there going to be one bracket that's done that doesn't have Duke in the Final Four? I mean, really, is there going to be one bra- where you're going to go, no. nope, Duke is going to lose before they get to the Final Four? I can't believe it. It's not no. one, not one. Not at all, especially now. I mean, we watched this game the last two nights, watching Zion Williamson. Marshawn Lynch isn't using beast mode anymore, is he? Uh, I don't think watching so. watching this guy Pogo stick around uh, and go, follow missed shots and, and go in between two big-bodied defenders to, for putbacks and dunks is really something uh, different, and all with a, a childlike smile on his face. Yes, technically he's a kid. He's a freshman in college, <laughs> but he's, he's a man-child and, and just dominating from, from ghost to post to post. I, I don't know that you could legitimately fill out a bracket and not I mean, have them gonna, there. Could you have them playing North Carolina and losing a, a match? Sure, but that's going to be in the Final Four. Well, but wouldn't that be in the Final? Here's the thing, though. If they play in the championship game, do they have to play a fifth time? Like, say Duke wins. Right. Do they then have to play another game just so they break the season tie? They'll play Tuesday night. Is that like a uh, Rocky and uh, Apollo, hey, you owe me. And then all of a sudden they're in the ring going ding, ding. And that's what they do? They play one Yeah, they'll play Tuesday night. Yeah. And then uh, they'll finish it. and And then whoever wins in the final four, they'll play two out of three. 
Okay, I'm, I'm in. Have that. Okay, good. No, but not, look, Duke is not unbeatable. Nobody in the NCAA tournament is unbeatable because all it takes is one game, one night where somebody shoots unconscious from three-point range, one night where you can't hit anything from the outside, and suddenly you wind up going home. But getting to the Final Four... I mean, I, I don't see anybody that's going to be ranked high enough that's going to get in Duke's way. It's I, it's just not going to happen. Who can beat Duke? Yeah, can, I mean, you, you, I mean he, do, he dominated like them. Right, yeah, he but, dominated but this, on back-to-back nights. Yeah, Zion's going to play like that. Who's beating Duke? Yeah, but, but this is Carolina but, but that Barrett could beat Jones them. It came down to the final not play. Not if he plays like that. Right, but the, he still played like this, and it came down to the final play, and Carolina almost and won. And who won? Yeah, Duke won, but Carolina there almost It's not like this was, oh, Duke won by 20. You know, this is this is Duke. A win's a win, though. Right, but succeed and proceed. This is not a win that shows you they're unbeatable. Right, I think they're unbeatable to get to the final four. I don't. I don't see them losing at all. I mean, I don't see them having a game that's even close before they get to the final four. Curiosity now of how this bracket sets up. Is there, you know, how stacked is it on their side or not? Right, because we always get into the conspiracy theories, usually with Duke anyway. Mm-hmm. But add Zion Williamson, the the one marketable guy for the yeah. year. Yeah, you know, forget about Barrett and and Jones here. Uh, you know, at the moment, but the possibility that you you look at the bracket where you don't have that rough road at all, just setting it up, no, and a cakewalk towards a, a, a Final Four appearance. Regardless of, of opponent, but but certainly you know we we look at what is this short list of teams. I bet you if you go to Vegas and look at where money is, other than the hey I'm going to put one on the old alma mater. Man, how many teams have legitimate pools of money bet on them? Four, five, right? Kentucky, Gonzaga, Duke, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yeah. Right, that's it. I mean, that's it. Well, don't forget UCLA. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's and I guess they, they said they're not going to the NIT. No, they, they did the, bail. The teams that, that can beat Duke in the Final Four, Gonzaga, they've already beaten them. Right. Virginia, the way they play defense, if you get a bad, because we've seen bad shooting nights bad from shooting Barrett night, and sure. Reddish. Yep. We've seen bad shooting nights from them, and they struggle. North Carolina, even though Kentucky is ranked pretty high, I don't think Kentucky can beat Duke. But let's just say you want to put Kentucky in there. Michigan State's been doing it a lot this year. They've missed two of their best players for most of the season. I don't see Michigan State, but let's just say you want to throw Michigan State and maybe Michigan in because of the way they played for most of the season before they fell off a little bit at the end, but not a lot. Those are your teams that can beat Duke. That's it, and that's if you have a big night. But all of those teams are teams you're not facing until you get to the Final Four. Because those are all, you know, those are all, you're talking about teams that are seeded one or two. They're not going to have a problem. They're not going to have a problem with with anybody else getting there. I mean, you're talking about having to win one game against one team that's ranked second, and then you're in the Final Four. All right, and then you're playing Virginia. Okay, that could be a tough one. Duke could lose that one. You're playing North Carolina. Okay, sure. But then you get into the maybes of eh, maybe Kentucky, maybe Michigan State, maybe Michigan. But that's just one game you got to win. I mean, really, I don't see it. I don't see them even being challenged to get to the Final Four. Well, I'm ready for some chaos. Let's go. Man. And you talk about things being perfect for Duke in that, you know, the season sometimes gets long. You want to peak at the right time. Zion being out for five games and now playing the way he has the last couple of nights, this has put a new, fresh energy back into the team as they roll into the NCAA tournament. And it's tough to not pick. It really it's going to be impossible. One bracket, not have Duke in the Final Four. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports NCAA bracketologist, Howie Schwab. Howie, what's happening, my buddy? Good, good to talk to you again. Good to be with you guys, Jason and Mike. Uh, a lot of great games going on right now. It's it's wild. This I mean, year has been wild, and uh, this tournament's going to be wild. Well, I know that you've had a lot less work to do the last uh, a week or so because you know Syracuse likely is in, so the debate of them living on the bubble <laughs> that usually takes everybody's attention, at least that's going <laughs> to fall by the wayside for a little bit. Yeah, instead it's my alma mater, St. John's, on the bubble now. So, uh, Big East school, ex Big East and Big East schools, uh, take note. Yes, uh, well, I tell you what, this has been one of the craziest years ever. Because, uh, example, on the bubble, Indiana at one point lost twelve out of thirteen games. I right? Mean, come on, <laughs> uh, Texas on the bubble, they're five hundred. Uh, Arizona State lost to Princeton, lost to Vanderbilt, which lost over 20 games, lost by 28 to Oregon, lost at home to Utah, lost by 21 at home to Washington State on the bubble. I mean, and then you have the Belmonts and the Lipscombs and North Carolina Greensboro's on the bubble as well. Uh, The argument about mid-majors versus uh, Power 5 conference teams. I mean, it's just wild right now, and you know what? It's fun. Yeah, I guess that's where where the discussion gets where we're at. How we were just Jason went to his uh, what was it? Bubble topology. Bubble topology. Not really? creating bubbles, but trying to figure out a way to weed through. <laughs> Although he might be doing that too, Howie. Uh, you know him. He's he's kind of odd. But the the idea that you know either your power fives or the smaller conferences. I mean, you look at Indiana sitting at seventeen and fifteen. In years past, you you probably look at that and just say hard pass and move on. But this year's a little different. Well, the other thing that's interesting is the last two years, you've had teams with 15 losses get at large berths. Vanderbilt two years ago, Alabama last year. So there is a, a, you know, a presence there. But uh, Indiana, with the, with the way they lost in the middle of the season. But then you come back and you say, Indiana – uh, two wins against Michigan State, win against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then non-league wins include Louisville, Marquette, Butler. Uh, so all of a sudden you say, wait a second, with that kind of resume, what's the committee going to look at? Uh, the 1-12 stretch or the great wins? And they played well, but losing to Ohio State yesterday, I think knocked them out. Uh, I thought that was virtually a playing game. And uh, to me, Indiana's going to be out. You know, the thing that gets me, how we're talking with Fox Sports bracketologist Howie Schwab, is that every year I feel like the committee decides one thing they want to slant everything towards, and the next year, that's out the window and it's something else. You know, whether it's strength of schedule one year, and now, right, now that's out the window, now we're going, and it's like they decide, oh, now we're, now we're going to focus on away wins, and that's something, and it's like every year it's not consistent on, that, on those things. Well, part of the problem with that is the committee changes. 
So different people have different opinions. I mean, uh, what I find fascinating is, hey, which argument do you go for? This is the year the mid-majors deserve uh, to get a break. Uh, do you take teams that are 25 and five, 7, 26 and 5, like that, but they didn't beat many power conference teams? A lot of times they don't get the chance to play these power conference teams. So it's kind of tough. I mean, how do you rate a team? Uh, and with the small schools, you don't always have the eye test because you don't really get to see them very much except for the conference tournament. And that may be a little bit unfair, too. Uh, it's it's so wide open, but that's what makes it fun. You have 36 at-large teams, and the committee decides, and I think the power conferences will dominate again as usual, but I think a Belmont can be in because uh, Belmont, by the way, leads the country in assists. Uh, that tells you something about the way Rick Bird's teams plays. Uh, they have a few quality wins. Uh, beating Lipscomb twice, for example. But uh, Belmont lost to Murray State in the Ohio Valley Final, and now it's Sweat City. Howie, on your list, where, where's the where's your circle of the team that you're most curious to see how, how they get evaluated? If you were to rank your bubble squads, where where's the, the resume that's got you perplexed? Right now, I'm curious to see... NC State. I, I right now feel they don't belong. Uh, their non-league schedule was a joke. Uh, you look at their wins that, yeah, they beat Auburn, they beat Penn State, okay. Uh, but most of their ACC wins are against the Wake Forest and the Boston Colleges of the world. Mm. Uh, teams like, like that. They didn't beat Duke. They didn't beat NC and North Carolina, uh, et cetera. Yeah, they beat Syracuse. Oops, sorry. Uh, oh, thanks, Howie. Uh, but the bottom line is this. They say the net is going to be an important factor. Well, in the net, NC State's in the 30s. So if that's the case, NC State has nothing to worry about. But when I break it down and see how many wins are against teams that are 200 or 300 in the strength of schedule, I think it's laughable. And to me, NC State's record is is kind of a fraud. So I'm curious to see if they get in. Right now, I think they're going to slip off mine because VCU losing today, now the A-10 is going to get two teams in. That wasn't going to happen. Nevada's on the edge. They just took the lead back against San Diego State, but that game could go either way. And if Nevada loses... Let's say Nevada and Utah State both lose. Well, then that conference is going to be a bid stealer. San Diego State just tied at 49 all, by the way. I think I'm clicking a little bit. Look at yeah. you. Uh, oh, Howie, very nice. You just got like nine uh, monitors. Analysis, analysis and updates. I love you, it. does it all. It's analysis two jobs. Analysis and updates. we got, we got to keep you honest. <laughs> Dayton, St. Louis is in commercial. So <laughs> okay. uh, Carolina Duke, second half should have just started. But, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi State's uh, going to be a little crazy. Mississippi State's come back. Meanwhile, everyone was hoping for a Kentucky-Tennessee semifinal and LSU may be in the final. And then LSU loses to Florida. Tennessee's in a three-point game now. At least Kentucky won.
And uh, and very importantly, Dayton and St. Louis are in a commercial break. So if you're for that you was go. a big update. I appreciated that. You can follow on Twitter hey. at Howie Schwab. That is at Howie Schwab, a Fox Sports bracketologist. Howie, look forward to talking to you throughout the tournament, my friend. Good luck with your uh, Red Storm. We'll talk to you. Will do. Thanks. Thanks, Howie. All right, there goes Howie Schwab. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.